Well, my name's Austin Copeland, and I'm sure a few of y'all know me, been praying for me, and I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. This is just a little bit about me and my story. Life is a funny and sometimes painful way of waking you up to the light when you are on the path of darkness. And some of us fall short more than others. And also, our difficulties in life may look very different for some people. We may lose our loved one, get in a bad accident, come to a near-death experience, or maybe find yourself in jail and now have to deal with legal issues. These are just a few of the things that are in my story. I've had to deal and overcome in my life so far at the age of 26. I first started smoking marijuana and drinking around 15 or 16. can't really remember. I wasn't very good at hiding it, and not soon after, my parents caught me like any parent should. They came down on me pretty hard. I lost my entire friend group and started to become somewhat of a loner and very much a rebel. I would skip and sneak out of school very regularly, and my parents would drug test me. So I learned that smoking marijuana wasn't going to work for me. I found out that there was this new drug out, and you could just buy it at a gas station. It was called K2. And... It's basically synthetic marijuana, but it has nothing to do with marijuana at all. I started using this very regularly, and it almost immediately took over my life and changed me as a person. I no longer knew who I was, and I didn't care. I was... I was... I was... I was pretty sure that life had no meaning at that point. That we would just tread through life and die and there would just be nothing after that. Black, darkness, nothingness. I chose that drug over my family and everything. And that led me to lose everything. My parents withdrew me from high school my senior year, a couple of months before graduation, but it was fairly certain I wouldn't have graduated with the grades that I had. I was given an ultimatum of getting help or not being able to stay there and not having their support. Of course, me thinking I knew everything there was to know, I left and started living with random acquaintances I had made over the years. Um, that didn't last very long for me. And I reluctantly went off to treatment. The next few years were up and down for me with sobriety and drugs. And I soon fell back into that lifestyle of toxicity and misery. I still had that hard-headed mentality 
and severe belief that life had zero meaning. I wanted to die on a daily basis. I, couldn't say, I could not escape it. I craved that, the darkness, the nothingness. I thought what was waiting for me on the other side of whatever it was, was black, nothing. I was dishonest, disloyal, and disgusting, and downright reckless. At this point, I was living with a girl that I really cared nothing for and used her for a place to live and to do what I wanted to do. Me and her fed on our equal, or sort of equal, toxicity and just fueled it in very negative ways. One night, I had overdosed and was rushed to the hospital. My heart rate was thirty or it was twenty-three beats per minute, but I survived. This seemed to be a turning point in my life, or so you would think. Um, but later I fell back into the old ways and found myself in jail. I had lost and forgotten who I was. And I didn't recognize myself anymore. As many of you know, last year I was hospitalized for a very serious and deadly virus that was eating away at me from the inside, quite literally. I was knocked out for the majority of the five surgeries they performed to try and save my life. Um, but it was looking like I wasn't going to make it. So on the sixth surgery, they went in and they were going to take my leg. And even after that, wasn't going to make it most likely. But something miraculous happened. They went in, they cut me back open, and the bacteria had receded, almost disappeared. The doctors had seen nothing like this. They'd never gone into a amputation surgery and come out with the patient having all their limbs. It's never happened for them. And these were doctors of 10, 20 years. I woke up on the seventh day and was in massive pain, delirious, didn't really know what was going on, and my family kind of hid away with the severity of what happened as I was coming to. And it didn't make any sense to me what they were telling me, that, that I was, I just almost died, you know, because I was out for five days, and, you know, before that I thought I was fine, you know, oh yeah, we're going to do this and that, and... But at that point, before the surgeries, I was septic, and my blood was poisoned, and I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't remember what it was like. It took me a while to realize the severity and that I could have just died. 
but I survived. I was angry that I was still here and in so much pain. Why didn't God or whoever was up there just take me out and, you know, call it a day? It took me a while. Through all the 12 months of staying in the hospital, getting my blood drawn every day at 5 a.m., learning how to stand again, how to walk again. And another 16 surgeries to try and repair and close up the massive wound that was on my leg. I'd lost two quads and a couple hamstrings that were just eaten away by the bacteria. And I had little to no ability in my left leg or foot. It was a new challenge every day, and it was misery. But I was alive. I had survived. The road to recovering from that was even longer. But after it, all I could do now was look back and see what, what, I'd ha- what I had made it through. And the recovery of my heart started to begin. A very close friend of mine began meeting with me and started to show me a new path that I had always steered clear of through my life. But this time my heart was softer and more open. What I survived was a miracle. There's no way around that. Even the doctor said as much. And you know they're very science-based type of people. Even my main, my main physician said that my ordeal renewed her faith in Christ. It was impossible for me to deny God any longer. I began learning more about Him and started praying and praying the right way. Things started changing for me. I didn't feel alone anymore. I felt close to someone that I couldn't even touch. My worries began to fade away. And I knew that God had a place for me in the kingdom in heaven. And I saw a purpose in my life, which was very, very foreign to me. But it felt good. He is still slowly revealing Himself to me each and every day. And I thank Him for that. I also want to thank everyone here who prayed for me during that rough time. Because your prayers could have quite literally saved my life. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. That's pretty much all I wrote, but there's a couple other things I think God's telling me to tell y'all. But the thing is, God works in miraculous ways and ways that we have no idea, no way to comprehend it. But the main thing for me was 
I had to open my heart to him. I had to stop being so hard-headed, stop being so caught up in these worldly things that have no meaning and matter to what is in store for us. And finding that purpose is, it may not be a, a page by page, you need to do this, you need to do that, but the purpose is to be with God. And then He will show you what He needs you to do. And it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy couple of years. But, you know, the path, the path has been a journey. And I think it was meant to be a journey because it wouldn't have ended up like this. And I thank you guys so much for hearing my testimony.